Um, should we do an intro thing? How do we? How do we? How do we do? I don't. I don't know. Well, what if I um. We norm- we had a joke and then we did the music and then and then we yeah started like did an intro intro with a joke and then the music and then like another kind of intro thing as well. <laughs> Definitely wasn't my responsibility. <laughs> Hey everyone, for what feels like the first time in forever, it's Would You Like Franchise with that? <laughs> I'm back with my old buddy Callan. Hello. And my old buddy Cole. G'day. God, it's been a while. It's been it's ages been, for me, been, even it's longer. Been a, it's been a real long time, but we find ourselves here <clears throat> with a lot of time on our hands to watch movies, to watch multiple movies from the same franchise. And uh, just get online <laughs> in our respective houses and talk about them. So yeah, this is our first first time doing this remotely, completely. And to me, this sounds pretty good so far. Like the audio is quite high quality, and the content is also high quality. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time we've done it coming remotely at you with some high quality time, content. First time we've done it remotely, and the first time we've done it at all for months. So you guys, you guys went off and did another podcast like side project. Call, call it a side project because this was yeah. kind of the OG podcast. Mm. And then you know you dabbled in in the news and current affairs space. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you know it was clearly too much <laughs> to keep up with. I loved it though. I thought it was a really great podcast. Yeah, it was Thanks, fun. Cole. I think it was more just organizing everyone getting in the same room. So like in some ways, this whole um, COVID nineteen thing was the thing that made the podcast happen again because it was just really difficult to uh, to find a time that we could all be in the same space. And now that's an impossibility. So, yeah, good. Good riddance, but I, I mean, say. <laughs> what, to social um, Yeah, to closeness? people. Yeah. Um, definitely. No, it's definitely brought a lot of people closer together um, or connecting in different ways. And, and just like living in Sydney for the last couple of years, like yeah. In the last week, I've connected with my mates and family more than I have, you know, for for months and months prior. So yeah, hundred percent. You know what I think it is? Yeah, it's like I didn't realize that um that video calls were a thing that you could do <laughs> until, <now. laughs> until until now. I think my theory is that um everyone started connecting more because now you can call someone and chat to them, and there's no threat that they're going to suggest you catch up <laughs> later. <laughs> Like elsewhere. Yeah, that's like, true. There's no strings attached contact with people. And you can also just like duck out of remote hangouts much easier than like if you're, you know, have driven over to someone's mm. house and you've got to like, oh, I need to stay for at least two hours because otherwise that's just only making an appearance. But it's totally acceptable to be like, all right, guys, I'm I'm getting on another call now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll talk to you later. Like, oh, you can't exactly say like, I'm going laptop. to do something. <laughs> um so jack what do we do on this podcast what Uh, what is this (laughs) this uh this podcast for those who haven't listened before to the to the nigh on i don't know 60 or 70 episodes that we did before um would you like franchise with that is a podcast where we uh watch all the films in a given film franchise and come on here and chat about them 
Um, and previously we've done this, the three of us, uh, myself, you, Callan, and you, Cole. Uh, then for a little while, Callan, you and I yeah. did with our good buddy, Alex. Um, and Alex yeah, was going to... Yeah, and then we had Nick Tarras on for a while. We had Nick Tarras as well. And uh, it was going to be... We had a few soft reboots. <laughs> we had a few soft reboots. And this was going to be um, another another soft reboot or kind of a hard reboot because Alex was going to be joining us. But um, he, it was very hard. It, uh, we, too hard. <laughs> too too hard. Too too little internet on Alex's end. So it's just the three of us. And he watched Frozen for nothing. Yeah, he, his internet... internet wasn't fast or furious enough <laughs> for, for podcast. His internet was definitely like dial-up level. And Callan, you've got the MBN, I can tell, because you're coming through crystal clear. But Jack, I also have a fancy camera, so mm. like you can see my. Jack, you, you, your voice and your face are very... Are we yeah, I think, Touch Jack, if we, if we were going to rate rank mm. the internet connections, yep. I'd say I'm probably number one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Cole, I don't know. And then, Jack, you're on the bottom. I'm, so you're the meat of the sandwich. I am <laughs> I'm still on nice. ADSL because my apartment building has NBN um, like plugged into it, but the NBN, I'm the last apartment yeah. in, the, in the block. And the NBN cable mm. stops at my neighbor's house because he didn't want the cable running across the front of his house, which is where what? it was meant As to go. Like, to go from house to house, it was being placed like above the doorways. And he was just like, no. So they just didn't put it in. So it goes to every other apartment oh. except mine. They couldn't think of wow. a better place to what run a- it as opposed to like just above his door yeah. doorway. <laughs> do you get to do that? Do you get to be just like, no, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. He doesn't have a podcast with... <laughs> Two excellent boys are the hosts. <laughs> Three boys. Apparently, they can come back One and like bit. put it in through the roof, but then they need to get like a roof guy as well as an NBN guy and another guy, and it's a whole thing. Oh, so, a roof guy. Until now, I haven't needed it, but it looks like I'll be getting onto them post haste to improve mm. my podcasting experience. Yeah. So hopefully, this is this you know sounds seamless to everyone who's listening, and yeah. uh, or maybe it even sounds better. Maybe it, um, maybe it does. But maybe, maybe. it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. um, and what movie did we watch this week, Jacko? <laughs> we watched um, one of, I think it might have been our most like current recent franchise that we ever watched because we watched the Frozen movies and the second Frozen movie yeah. only came out last year. Can we say that people were, were begging for this? Like, I know we don't have a big following, but like, people were be- like bombarding us with messages. We have to do Frozen. Yeah, our group chat between the four of us was going off. It was going wild, yeah. I'd, I'd have to, I think it wasn't the most recent because we did go to the cinemas that time we to watch the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. movie in the <laughs> I think that's a week. Which I think left. was the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was, was Nick Harris's first episode. Yeah. And he was wearing like a trench coat <laughs> in a cinema full of children. It was very inappropriate. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so we did watch um, the Frozen movies. Callan, why don't you tell us what happened in Frozen 1? Yeah, okay, great. That's how this show works, isn't it? <laughs> we, we, um, so, spoilies for Frozen 1. Uh, so, Frozen is a 2013 animated story about singing and social distancing. Um, sickly sweet sisters Anna and Elsa are joshing around one night when Elsa inadvertently freezes Anna, um, Anna's brain with her ice magic. Her parents take the sisters to see what the forest trolls can do to help. 
The King Trolls suggest that they wipe Anna's memories of Elsa's ice powers and quarantine the girls indefinitely. Uh, he also recommends sweeping stimulus packages to curb the economic offenses, <laughs> effects that this is likely to have on the community. <laughs> Uh, as the gears roll on, Anna becomes confused by Elsa, Elsa locking her out emotionally. Um, the matters are made worse when her parents are killed on a voyage to panic buy some toilet paper. <laughs> Flash forward to the present day, Elsa opens up the town for the first time in years um, to allow the villagers to witness her uh, coronation. Coronation? <laughs> coronation. Co- what's the word? Coronation. Coronation, coronation Street as the queen. Um, Elsa gets nervy about revealing her icy secret. (laughs) Coronation Welcome to Corona Nation. (laughs) Um, Elsa gets nervy about revealing her icy secret while Anna meets a handsome young beau named Hans. After some singing, they fall head over heels for each other. Um, Anna asks uh, and Hans ask Elsa... Anna and Hans... (laughs) Ask Elsa, wow, that's hard to say quickly, for permission to get married. Elsa says no, and after an argument, um, loses control of her ice magic, freaking out the whole town. Elsa runs away to the mountains and makes herself an ice castle and a new outfit that kind of looks like she's a uh, one of those ice skatey ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she also inadvertently sends the land into an eternal winter. Anna sets off on a quest to save the land from the nasty cold snap along and along the way meets Kristoff, his reindeer Sven, and their childhood snowman, Olaf. Uh, when the mob arrive at Elsa's ice house, uh, she's none too happy to see them, and Elsa inadvertently freezes Anna's heart uh, without meaning to, um, and only an act of true love uh, will save her from turning into ice forever. The crew race back to their hometown, um, to find Hans, but it turns out Hans was just a schemy jerk and a gold digger the whole time. Um, some goons capture Elsa, lock her up. She breaks free. There's a big ice storm. Kristoff uh, reveals that he is uh, the love interest of the movie after all, and that his <laughs> hetero love will save the day. Uh, Hans finds Elsa uh, and is going to kill her, and then Anna sacrifices herself. Anna turns to ice. Everyone's really sad for about two seconds before they remember that thing about love breaking the spell. Um, and then sisterly love, uh, obviously being the hottest love of all, <laughs> returns her from being <laughs> from being an ice lady uh, and everyone lives happily ever after and sings a lot. And that is the entire plot of Frozen. Mm. What, what did you guys think of Frozen 1? Uh, Jack? It's quite a good film. Like, have you seen it before? Yeah, I saw it. Um, I saw it actually in the cinemas when it came out. Oh, whoa. Mm. Um, in your trench coat. In my trench coat by myself in the afternoon. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember quite enjoying it at the time. Um, I think it's it's kind of weird, like. It has the interesting, I think, the interesting uh, things to say about, like, essentially, like, love in Disney movies, like how it's been treated before and how this was, yeah. like, like you said, sisterly love, the hottest love of all. So it's mm. got all that kind of progressive stuff, but then it's still got, like, like very cheesy songs and, like, like the characters are all kind of just picked from essentially other Disney movies 
Like, the yeah, relief is it kind of wants to have both sides. Yeah. It's like it wants to be a bit more progressive and not be just about how like your sole purpose in life is to, if you're a woman, is to find a man to mm-hmm. love you. Um, but then it also still does just have like all the happy endings. And I feel like the second movie does this like even more so, like with maybe more interesting concepts that it's playing with, but then just doesn't actually want to follow through with. Yeah, right. Because it's a kid's movie and you don't want to make kids cry. Mm. But uh, I'm finding that interesting. Like, yes, um, uh, Elsa, right? The, the, the ice one? Is yes. Elsa yep. the ice one? Um, <laughs> Elsa's the ice, ice one. Ice sister? She's not interested. It doesn't seem like she's interested in a man. It seems like she's got too much stuff going on. But Anna is like the complete opposite of that. Mm. You know, like, well, I think... She- yeah, I think to... she just wants attention, like from anyone, mm. and so she's so starved for attention that she falls in love with the first person who talks to her. But there's no mention of like, I think we're saying like to have a, a princess who's not interested in like just finding someone, but mm. there's no mention of like her being saying something like there's more to life than than just being with a man. You know what I mean? That I I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't explicitly say that, but like, it's the whole um, sisterly love thing is mm. is what's in vogue now. Sisters over boys. I, mm. I should say, like, the first time I watched it, I thought it was it was like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was um, it was very much like comfort foodie in a in a film. You know, like, very mm. simple, easy to digest, um, and. Yeah, I sort of the first time you watch it, I think you kind of look past all of the the plot holes and things like that. But then, because I was just sort of glazed over with, oh, this is actually like quite a nice film to just enjoy when you're in lockdown. I, th- yeah. I thought I have to go back and watch it again, so I watched it twice, and then you watched it twice for this recording. Correct. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah. I watched both. Of, I pretty much watched both of them twice. So yeah, so I've watched I watched it twice, and then. Then there were a couple of things that kind of, I thought, I was like, I've got to find something kind of funny and kind of interesting to bring up for the podcast. But um, there were a couple of points where I'm like, that's a genuine pot, plot hole. And I thought I, I might bring them up a little bit later. Oh, yeah. It does just slide over you. Like, it's pretty, um, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, easy to consume, but not think about yep. very much. Like, uh it, it's like you say it's like comfort food mm. um do you how do you guys feel about the singing <laughs> i was watching it with soap and she's like oh is this a singing movie <laughs> it's like, you know it's got that let it go song in it right she's like oh and every time someone started singing she'd just like look at me like uh singing <laughs> i thought i honestly thought it would be singing at every corner of the film but i think there's only like Four or five. I don't remember there being that many. It's songs. nearly singing the whole time. It's a lot of singing. Nah, it's sure. like it's like roughly fifty-fifty for like plot beats. Like I reckon they sing. They sing at about half of the important points of the movie leads into a song. Yeah, I guess it's like whenever there's any kind of like emotional revelation, mm-hmm. there's a song about it. Yeah, which is not often. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few, but it's not. I don't know. I, the songs as well, like I normally hate music. I don't normally like musicals mm. because I feel like they sing about anything. But like yeah. in this, I've, I've definitely thought that they were singing about important points, like you just said. Yeah. Um, and I feel like maybe the reason that this was so popular was it was kind of Disney's turning 
point from being kind of shitty for a long time to going back to doing just like a classic Disney mm. style movie. Although it it's obviously got a lot of Pixar DNA and and Pixar and, and Disney like films look pretty indistinguishable from each other now. Yeah. Um, it does feel like you could put this next to, you know, Beauty and the Beast or mm. um, Aladdin or any of those kind of like princess Disney movies and it doesn't feel out of place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, I want to point out something and I don't know how you guys felt about this song, you know, the, the big song, Let It Go. Um, I thought it was interesting, that song, because, yeah, it's really, you know, it's iconic, but there's a weird moment, like I was thinking about, I'm like, there's, n- if you kind of, if you're trying to liken that, that song to, um, you know, a poo from the Simpsons where he's like, who needs the quickie mart? It's kind of like, <laughs> I'm off on my own now. Right. But yeah. there's no, at the end of it where it's like, who needs a quickie mart? I do. There's no, I yeah. do moment. She's yeah, completely right. happy to be away. Like, which made me just sort of think. I think she's well, a bit I think of a... the song is about it's less about her being happy about being away and it's more about her feeling that she's able to express herself. Like a, there's been a few readings of this online where it is it's kind of like a um an analogy for coming out or or kind of like you know having a secret that you can't talk to your family about and then kind of Mm. even like finding another community who kind of allows you to be who you really are. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's always a little bit dangerous when you kind of equate um, race or uh, like sexual orientation to essentially being a witch. But isolated from the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not, not being able to come out in front of a group of people and being accepted, mm. but. Yeah, and Cole, okay Cole, don't you think that her in the in the context of Apu's song, don't you think the I do, don't you think that comes at the end when she comes back to Arendelle and and accepts being the queen and also accepts her powers and control? Yeah, them? I, I do, I do. I think she took some convincing from Anna to be like, yeah. hey, actually, we've got a good thing, um, but yeah, it, she definitely took some convincing, and then yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I saw this um, kind of being surprised that Elsa wasn't really the main character. Mm. Like I thought it was about her and she's kind of not in it for most of the movie. And it got me kind of wondering like, what is she doing in this ice tower by herself this yeah. whole time? Yeah. Like, cause she, it makes out like she's really enjoying it and like, sure, it looks kind of cool. And she's, I guess can make her snowman friends, mm. but it doesn't look like a fun place to hang out. I it's think... not like she's got like icy Netflix or anything. I think it's just she's just relaxed, like ice flicks, <laughs> Netflix and chill. Netflix Literally, and chill. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's isn't it? Isn't the it boys are back. Chill? We did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just that she can. Yeah, she doesn't have to live in fear of you know, never taking her gloves off and shooting ice balls into everyone accidentally. I think it's it's not so much that she mm. enjoys being alone. She's just like, oh, like I I can just yeah, relax now and this is this is this is who I am. This is where I hang out now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean to ice. She I mean the, the funny thing is like she's also was super duper isolated in the castle what seems for like ten years. 
mm. where she never came out. Mm. Um, so it does seem like she's a bit of a homebody or just like <laughs> in constant ISO mode. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, in this one, they don't explain where her ice powers come from at all, do they? No. No. They just like it's a cold open. <laughs> cold open. Yeah. The boys are back. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh she's just got ice powers and they're like, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, right? com- yeah. completely. <laughs> I, but before I saw the second one, I was kind of curious, like I was I had these conspiracy th- theories in my head saying, you know, is she even a biological sister of Anna? Mm. Not quite sure, but I think that's all explained in the second one. Yeah, and I, I guess without jumping ahead to the second one, I was a little bit worried that they were going to do the classic sequel thing and just like over-explain what, why everything was happening in the first one in a way that's going to feel really like retconny and not interesting, mm. um, which they did do, but it it didn't feel as boring as I thought it would. It was, mm. I was actually more interested in it than yeah. I thought yeah. it would be. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the first uh, 10 minutes of the film? There's the, a lot of things. The flashback. Well, the f- or, or the, the kid sequence. Yeah, the kid sequence. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of, there's, there's something in particular that caught my eye, which is um, Christoph and Sven. Um, so obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like they're they're off doing the the ice thing in the intro with the the men who are cutting ice out, mm. and they're trying those to take men who have a great song, by the way. That was one of my favorite, most favorite songs when they're like beautiful, powerful, freezing cold, and it's a big chorus of ice. Men. Yeah, <laughs> how good is ice? Yeah. Ice. <laughs> you feel like you got the power of a hundred men when you're in ice. <laughs> who needs teeth? Ice. <laughs> Um, so I think clean your whole house, to- ice. <laughs> <laughs> One of the points I wanted to point out was, um, you know, we do see Christoph and Sven sort of running around as kids and not seeming to have any adult influence in their lives. Mm. And the, like, if you're just watching the first five minutes, they're playing by themselves. They kind of get lost or, or like, you know, start following um, the king and queen and the kids. And then yeah. end up with the trolls. And then the troll looks at these kids and immediately says, you two are cute. I'm going to keep you. Like straight away. Like I hear later on, oh, they're orphans. But if you actually look at the, like they never say that they're orphans to the troll. And the troll just looks at them and says, I'm going to keep you. I'm going to keep you. And so later on when they're older, they say, hey, we're, yeah, we're orphans or whatever. Or it's explained at some point. But I have a theory that the trolls with the power to remove memories have just removed the memories uh, of the parents. Yeah, okay. Is that possible? Maybe. Maybe not. To what end, yeah, right. troll? To what end? Because trolls have always historically loved kidnapping kids. For what end? I'm not sure. Yeah, right. But, you know, it's a theory. Yeah. I didn't read it online. Yep. That's one of my stupid theories. <laughs> yeah. Come here for first for stupid theories. But, again, if we're just focusing on the first... 10 minutes and focusing on the first film, I was going to point out that the King was, it seemed like his reaction to the powers and everything just seemed over the top, locking yeah. her up, not really doing anything. You know, he goes off on the boat. We're not sure why. We find out later it's maybe for an honorable reason, but he just comes off like a, he reacts really badly to it. 
Yeah, it does seem a little bit on the nose, um, probably to help justify um, Elsa's reaction later on when she runs away um, because she's always felt this, like, guilt, probably because her father was kind of an asshole (laughs) about the whole ice powers thing. Um, Which, again, I think is, is kind of why, you know, a lot of people read Elsa's coding as being, like, having some kind of same-sex thing coming out to your parents and them not being accepting of it mm. um, or something like that, maybe. Sorry, there's a little bit I of rust- rustling going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I ha- I struggled with all of the kids' stuff. Like, you know, in Disney movies and Pixar movies when they have like, they were just... Because you know they're being animated by and and possibly even voiced by like grown ass people and they're just acting so cutesy. Like I find it Mm. annoying. Like they're annoyingly overly cute, like to the point (laughs) of it, just like, that's not how it, like kids are gross and cute and you're just like a puppet. And like, it's, it frustrated me, especially little, um, Anna. Like she was just so, oh, please, (laughs) please come and build a snowman with me. I mean, baby. Very annoying. I think some kids are like that. Definitely, there's some bad kids out there, but I think, yeah, I don't know. I think that there's good kids out there. Um, um, did you have any other plot holes that you managed to find on your second oh, viewing, Cole? Plenty. Plenty. <laughs> so not just the trolls. Um, I thought that there was a bit of a, a gap in the story like the the story is good and everything but there seems like there's a, like not that many characters so i think one character that was kind of missing not just from the first 10 minutes but overall was like maybe like a guardian after the parents die you would have thought there'd be like a right hand man or someone in the castle that's going to take care of them yeah um, like a jeeves or like a um freaking alfred pennywise alfred. that yeah. would probably say like hey it's not a good idea to go running around the car like out and about you is, know, is Alfred, Penny, like Alfred Pennywise a butler who hides in the sewers and eats children <laughs> <laughs> but you know like when Anna's out and, and running around and then meets Hans the, the love of her life mm. for one night um, uh, yeah I thought it was a bit strange that she's not being watched over in mm. some yeah respect. who's been who's been leading the kingdom for the last was it 10 years or something Jack? The period, but yeah. Jack, you saw it in the cinema. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I feel like I feel like the idea was that Elsa was kind of in charge because the parents, the, yeah. like they were sort of teenagers when the parents died, so she's not being mm. like coronated. She's not quite hasn't been quite coronated as queen, but she's still the princess, so she's still kind of in charge. But then when she's coronated, right. she's like presented to the world as the queen. So she's sort of been running things yeah, low yeah. key from behind closed doors and probably just like approving bills that the government passes or whatever. I don't really know politics, but she, I, I, th- I think that's, I think that's kind of what's going on. So I think the assumption is that she's also like Anna's babysitter as well, but she just doesn't really do a very good job of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. I, I mean, it's not a, it's not a massive plot hole, but I just thought mm. maybe there'd be a character, another character, 
to look after them. But the other one, who you're casting in the role? Back to what sort of what sort of out, energy do you want to give this character? Um, just like a he's really tall and he's got like a pencil mustache and he's like oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I reckon a Rodney Dangerfield would be good in that, <laughs> role, in that role. Why would they leave Rodney Dangerfield in charge? <laughs> Terrible. I just I think-, think every animated movie needs a Rodney Dangerfield in it. What was that movie he made about him being a dog? It was like Dogney Dognafield or something. <laughs> Is that a cartoon? I'm- I'm going to look it up. There was a cartoon movie that re- you guys keep talking while I look up Rodney Dangerfield's dog, movie dog, about being a dog. dog. Movie. All right, last plot hole then. Yep. Um, Dig I it wanted up. to point out was, again, when Anna's running around um, outside the castle walls, mm. um, having a great time, and then she meets Hans for the first time, You know, who we later find out is not the nicest fellow. Mm. Um, you know, Because I was watching, the second time I was watching, I was like, I'm really going to keep an eye on this Hans guy and try yeah. and like see if there's any bad side to him yeah any and there's a moment where he's done he's drenched in water he's like he falls into the river because of anna essentially um you know he's soaked yeah. right before this big coronation where he's going to show up and you know look fantastic and and as anna runs off he lets he he smiles in a way that pretty much just says like oh i don't care that i've been soaked because mm. I'm, I'm in love with this woman mm. but it's all fake so like uh, I think that's it's a moment where you're like that doesn't make sense in the world because he's yeah. just like he's scheming right now and he's like he's he's smiling about being drenched. He should um, have turned to the camera and said <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because even though he's happy it was more of like a innocent happy than like an evil happy which is like that laugh you did Kel. Um I found the name of the Rodney Dangerfield dog movie. Um it's called Rover Dangerfield. Oh, well, that right. Be okay. A loosely related recommendation. So it wasn't Dogney, Dognafield. So uh, don't write in. I, let us know. I definitely thought, Callan, the the movie was going to, like, I didn't expect the word Dangerfield to be in the title of that movie. I thought it was a movie where Rodney Dangerfield played a dog, not where a dog played Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> it's Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> as himself, as a dog. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a biographical movie, but Rodney Dangerfield is also a dog. Right, okay. Named Rover Dangerfield. It's all right. Yeah, that tracks. It's a great movie. Is there more than one of them? Um, hmm. Is there a sequel? That I don't know. Uh, well, guess what? Did we'll you guys ever see Finding Dory? Yeah. I saw Finding Dory. Yeah, I thought Olaf kind of reminded me of Dory a bit, like oh. the character design. Um, oh, yeah. The yeah, Just yeah, like yeah. the mouth with the big tooth and the big eyes and, yep. and just being a bit of a kind of oblivious smiley person yeah i was gonna say that the you know the seal that's kind of um not quite there in finding dory i can't remember finding dory i did see it but i was kind of oh, like it's, it's, half watching it it's got really thick eyebrows and its eyes are kind of bug-eyed does it, it talk looks a lot like rodney dangerfield i'll do i'll i'll show you a photo a little bit later <laughs> Did you guys ever watch the um, the Where's Wally cartoon? Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like Ronnie Dangerfield voiced the Wizard Whitebeard. I would have had more Ooh. jokes about you know about his wife, his wife, <laughs> <laughs> my wife not giving me enough love. 
Was the wizard um, goofy though? I didn't think he was goofy. Yeah, he was pretty goofy. Hey, who all right? Oh, like that's that. right. Yeah, he was a yeah. He was a bit of a Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Hmm. Alright. Anything else to say about Frozen One? No, it's um What was your favorite let's song? Talk about the other one. Well, I I think Let It Go is like a major tune, but I wonder if it's just because <laughs> I'm so familiar with it. Yeah. It's a banger. It is an absolute banger. Let it go for sure. It's just there is something very um I don't know, like Soph and I will sing it at each other sometimes. Yeah. One thing I was when someone needs to let something go. <laughs> one thing I was worried like about doing one, of... <laughs> <laughs> one thing I was worried about doing this podcast remotely and it hasn't really come through yet, but obviously we're recording online, so there's some issues with lag and stuff. So it's very hard to sing mm. like in time on on an online connection. So yeah. I was sort of worried that we were gonna break into song as we some as we have been known to do and it not working really well. Hey, we can yeah. still do that. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if it naturally happens, but just I just, you know, want to set everyone up for disappointment that we might be wildly out of time. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely because we're doing it remotely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Not because we all suck at singing. But yeah, the I, pitch will song, be off. <clears throat> my favorite song I think was the Olaf in summer one in summer yeah that one probably couldn't sing it to you but like that was that was was funny Hmm. it was i think that was the funniest song i quite liked the um the fixer upper the fixer song the trolls song for sure did yeah there's a bit of a fixer upper Um, it just was like a nice fun yeah i think the um anna's solo songs were all a bit Lame mm. and boring. Mm. Um, Elsa's ones were better, probably just because she's got a better voice and it's like more of a belter kind of thing. Um, and then the other songs were like a little bit more like classic Disney gags songs, like yeah. something that you know Robin Williams would have sung in Aladdin or whatever. But yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, do you want to hear what happened in Frozen Two? Guys, let me tell you, because I watched it this morning. Uh, So so Frozen 2 opens with a young Elsa and Anna learning the story of Arendelle's history with the neighbouring tribe of Nathaldra, who live in the local enchanted forest. And they're learning this from their father. Uh, Way back in the day, the Arendellians got on swimmingly with their forest-dwelling neighbours. And as an act of goodwill towards uh, their friendly Nathaldrans, Elise and Anna's grandfather built a dam for the tribe to enrich their lands. But for reasons unknown, the relationship soon turned sour and fighting broke out between the people of Arendelle and the Northundrans. Anna and Elsa's grandfather was killed and the elemental spirits of earth, fire, water and air who lived in the enchanted forest were enraged. An impenetrable wall of mist trapped everyone inside the forest. There is no awesome song about ice at the start of this movie. Fast forward, fast forward, fasting forward to three years after the events of the first Frozen movie, and all appears to be going well for the people of Arendelle, led by the fearless Ice Queen Elsa. However, Elsa has been hearing a mysterious voice calling out to her like this. Oh, that's not right. That's it. Is that it? Uh, and when she... Oh. 
And when she follows this voice into the night, she accidentally awakens the spirits of earth, air, fire, and water, which cause chaos in Arendelle and force all the townspeople up into the cliffs to safety. A little rock man rolls out of the woods and tells Elsa that to set things right, she must learn the truth about Arendelle's past. So, Anna, Elsa, Olaf, Kristoff, and Sven the reindeer head off into the enchanted forest, and Elsa uses her ice powers to get the team through the mist wall. After traipsing through a series of vague horror movie tropes for 10 or 15 minutes, plus a great song by Olaf, they encounter the Nothaldra people and the remaining Arendellian soldiers who've been trapped in the forest since the mist descended. Anna and Elsa broker a truce between the still, the still fighting people and catch the fire spirit who appears to be some sort of Pokemon. They learn that with, uh, along with fire, air, earth, and water, there exists a magical fifth spirit who will bring peace back to the world if only Elsa can find her. Anna, Elsa, and Olaf Hi. head north uh, to search for the fifth spirit and they find their parents' wrecked ship. Venturing into the ruins of the ship, they find a map that explains that their parents were actually heading to Atalan, Atahalan, a magical river which explains the past. Uh, and uh, in looking for an explanation for Elsa's ice power, her parents were looking for an explanation for Elsa's ice power, ice powers. So that's why they'd gone to Al Atahalan. Elsa, Elsa. Elsa casts Anna and Olaf away so she can head for Alta Holahan in peace, uh, helped along the way by a big wet horse. Elsa reaches Alta Holahan and finds that the voice she's been hearing was that of her mother, and her powers had been given to her as a gift by nature. Elsa herself is the fifth spirit. She also learned that the dam built by her grandfather wasn't a gift, but it was in fact a trick to starve the Northaldrans out of their land because old grandpa doesn't like magic. Elsa sends this information mm. to Anna via wife ice. Oh. But this uses up all her powers and she sort of freezes to death. Anna gets the message and realizes the dam needs to be destroyed. So she awakens some big hefty rock monsters who chase her down and then throw rocks at the dam until it bursts, sending a huge tidal wave down the fjord. Elsa gets fjord out just in time to race on her big wet horse to save Arendelle <laughs> from the wave. The mist <laughs> disappears and the people of the forest are freed. Elsa sticks around to protect the magic forest and Anna is promoted to queen and they all lived happily ever after. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, Jack. Yes. Why? Fjord out. <laughs> Why? I also, Cal, I also had written down Fjord versus Ferrari, but I didn't know where to put it in. So. Oh. <laughs> that's better, but that's hard to work in. Why did they have to destroy the, um, the dam again? Because it wasn't uh, because the river was the source of power for the magic people. Right. Uh, okay. I also thought. I think it was also he just didn't say, like, trust. He didn't like him. He didn't trust him. So he just wanted to cut off their. He water. did say to them explicitly, like this will stop their magic powers, okay. and then we'll like have them where we want them, and we can strike. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Um, how he knew that is kind of unclear. Mm. I would say off the bat, I liked this one much more than the first one. Really? But also, I kind of knew exactly what was the twists were going to be mm. from the very start. It's like, well, clearly their their um, their parents' tribe were, like, horrible to the, like, natively coded mm. people and, like, bad colonial-type things. Yeah. And then also, clearly, Elsa is, like, the fifth element. Yeah. Um, but even though Multiple. that was kind of... Obvious. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> um, keep in mind, like it is a children's movie. 
Let's not. It is a ch- right. yeah, exactly. So I gave it the benefit of the doubt there. It's like, okay, I know exactly where this is going, yeah. but I really liked the kind of central um, themes of the movie, which even though it totally chickened out from actually being about those things, I thought were really interesting themes, which is the um, basically like dealing with impermanence and the fact that uh, the relationships that you have are all going to crumble around you and you can't hold on to anything. But then they did Um And then also the idea that, which is Olaf's song, um, of this will all make sense when I'm older, mm. where it's just like when you're a kid, you kind of think that parents know, like understand and there is kind of some logic behind the way the world works. And when you get older, you just realize that it is all just kind of, meaningless and you have to kind of deal with that yeah. <laughs> like i thought that was a really interesting um interesting concept which you know they kind of went up to when olaf died but then obviously it's a a kids movie so everything has to have a happy ending um but i just thought it was like a, an interesting theme that i hadn't seen in a kids movie mm. before well the, the movie's coming it's a sequel that's like what is it six or seven years later as well yeah so like i mean i think kids that were into the first one they're probably even like three years old four years old and it's not like yeah. they can really grasp all those concepts but adults maybe coming back and watching it might might appreciate that i think definitely yeah and i think that olaf has always kind of been the kid surrogate mm. in the movie and they've kind of had him grow up the amount that you would if you were like quite young when you saw the second movie and then you come back to the next one and he's like a little bit more dealing with some shit um yeah and like learning yeah, learning to like have emotions and control emotions and like like him learning what anger is and how he's allowed to feel it yeah when boat together yeah you're right and, I, and I, it, yeah he can read then and all this other stuff um it's interesting. I, there's one moment that stood out as well when Christoph says, um, well, we're all going to die one day. I was like, oh, geez, that's a big, big thing to say in a Disney film. I didn't, it was like, kind of the central words. idea of it. Mm. It was like not necessarily just death, but that, that things don't last. Like mm. that whole song, that intro song is about how there are some things that never change, but they were all clearly the things that do still change like Mm. you will you'll relate all the relationships that you have everyone ends up dying alone it was basically (laughs) (laughs) the theme of this movie i thought what i thought was interesting was how um i sort of i guess um like you were saying callan you you picked all the twists and and turns in advance like even even as olaf is is melting away or or like fading away you're like well he's obviously coming back but i definitely thought that um I thought the this theme of nothing of things changing and things things being impermanent. I thought the sort of nice full stop on that was going to be the town of Arendelle being washed away by the wave, and them yeah. rebuilding it. Yeah, they chickened out on they that really too. They were chickened out because they were, it wouldn't have killed anyone. Everyone was off safe in the cl- no. The stakes were pretty low already. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it would have been obviously really devastating mm. for everyone who lost their homes and everything. Yeah, but El- but, but they would have just rebuilt. Like, they're a prosperous place. Elsa's got ice powers. They would have been fine. And I th- and they would have yeah. been like, and it would have and- been like uh, the rock monsters come and they bring the rocks down and magically pile them all up into houses yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and they 
totally. Mm. And they can rebuild a uh, a town that wasn't like fueled by, um, you know, the hatred of another race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could kind of like, yeah, take down all their. Um, that idea, that concept of that theme of things changing, but also in contrast to a. Uh, 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 th- that fog that had encompassed the forest mm. and and time hadn't moved on. Um, it it was I was unclear about that because there were all those people, um, the Arendellian soldiers who got stuck there, um, and it was like what thirty years earlier, and they they had all aged, but they all still kind of looked really young. Like, mm. had time stopped, or I think time had stopped. Um. According, yeah, well, I, I think time had stopped because that, that's what they, someone says that at one point. Um, but yeah, it's unclear. It's really unclear because how do you stop aging entirely if not? I thought like, they all looked mentally. a little bit older than they would have been. Like they all look kind of more middle aged. And I think he, one of them even says that they aged, that they're mm. looking a bit older or something, but they didn't look like. 30, you know, 30 years older. 60, he probably looked like... Yeah, he didn't, probably didn't look quite 30 years older. Mm. Mm. Um, I was so confused because, you know, them all trapped in the same forest. I was thinking, what? Firstly, the... So, the Arendellians who are, yeah. who are there and that... the What's his name? Lieutenant Matthias. Um, he says, you know, he was the the king well the king when we first meet him um at the start of frozen like yeah. when he's a young prince he said he was his his official guard um yeah. but i'm quite surprised that not even he or like his cronies were aware of the plan to attack yeah i think that's a little bit of a hole like you think everyone would be on the same page because firstly there's a shot of them arriving and they're all like they're not armed they're showing up, oh, this is great. We're, we're here for a meet and greet. And then all of a sudden, they all have swords and shields where it's like, well, where were they being kept? Did someone say like, oh, fuck, come grab, grab, come grab a sword and shield because we're about to fuck these guys up. Like, to me, that seems like a little bit of a hole. It's like, well, why do we even bring them in the first there, place? There was some line about like, um, why are you bringing so much military force? Don't we trust these people or something? Oh, uh, okay. I think I missed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's yeah. odd to me that this guy who's a who's a lieutenant wouldn't be privy to the fact that they are going to launch an attack. I w- what I was more unclear about was like, what have they been doing for the last 30 years? Like, have they built their own little town in there? You never see where the Arendellian people kind of like hang out. I kind of got a vibe. It was kind of like a, uh, maybe there's like a Groundhog Day kind of thing going on. Like they sort of go through the same yeah. low level motions over and over again mm. like no one ever they never kill each other they're always like just on the verge of or they've, they've come to some sort of peaceful arrangement that never really changes or develops in any way it's just kind of the same same sort of feeling yeah and why was it in mist it was because the river got closed off and the and the spirits were annoyed uh, yeah, right? basically. Well, because the river was closed off, and because there was the they had the big fight caused by the grandfather, just things out of balance, I think. Mm. Um, the 
another question I have to you guys because I did watch it like 1.5 times, but um, you know how one point five speed saved. No, well, yeah, the second time was 1.5. Were you watching them both at the same time, like just on two different screens? Uh, no. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Were you Zoom meeting with Frozen 1 and Frozen 2? <laughs> um, my question, though, is... Um, uh, oh, I forgot what my question was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this is my question. Okay, so the king, when he's telling the story to the kids right at the very start, you know, uh-huh. he's saying, oh, I'll tell you about a real... Mythical forest, mm. yeah. Um, and then he tells the story. And he said, and then something saved me, and it's like, ah. And we later yeah. find out it was the queen, right? His, mm-hmm. his wife. His wife. Um, but my question, firstly, how did they get out? I don't understand how they got out. But is it explained that she, like, their love seems a little bit of like a Romeo and Juliet type thing. Everyone's fighting and all of a sudden she goes, oh, this kid's cute and grabs him and then saves him and is like, let's go, you know, ignore what was just happening. You know, that... And is... did no one notice that there was like another person with them when they got back who like, like, because she just assimilated into the town mm. of Arendelle when she got back and no one noticed that she was new and... Like dressed differently, and well, but there's feel- that statue where she's wearing the, the um, well, she looks the, like she's wearing some what is it, the um, the scarf, the yeah, the cape or the scarf. I feel yeah. like I feel like they came back to the yeah. town, and because of what you're saying before, because no one seemed to know about evil grandpa's evil plan. For those who did mm. make it back to the town, as far as they knew, they're just like, oh, everything was fine, and then a fight broke out. We don't know why, and then there was a mist. Yeah. So, like, I think just was the, it just the mist? Was it just this boy that made it back? Did everyone else get stuck there? Just the king or the prince? Yeah, it's interesting. Not sure. Hmm. When he comes back, he says, I, "And then I was um, coronated king." But they never sent. Well, they might have sent search parties. They don't really talk about that that much. But um. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it, all a little bit shady. Send search um, no one can get through the mist. So yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, what did you think about this movie's um, version of Let It Go Into the Unknown? Into the Unknown! I thought on the whole, the songs in this in this movie were so garbage. <laughs> like I, like mm. I thought the first one... I, I'm I, I'm not a fan of musicals either, but like you said, the first one had some bangers, like especially "Let It Go," banger, yeah. "Summertime," Olaf's got that. banger. You, you, you like yeah, Olaf? Olaf has yeah, Olaf's a good song, but like the you can when I grow up. yeah, you can write a funny comic relief song in you know yeah it, that's not hard, but I feel like and I think it it wasn't the song that was that good; it was more just the sequence and the content yeah, of it. Yeah. Like it was an interesting idea. Yeah. Like I can't actually remember the song. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I watched it three hours ago, and I can't remember how it went. Yeah, I quite enjoyed the treatment of um Christoph's kind of heavy metal. Um, oh, his heavy metal boy band thing song. Yeah, yeah, where they'd like, um, it was quite subtle, but they'd, they'd keyed him out so it looked like he, all the backgrounds were green screens. Mm. Like, they'd just like purposefully made the green screen key look a little bit wrong so yeah. it looked like one of those 
videos and like i thought all the effects and stuff were like pretty spot on like they did a good job of parodying that type of song and video although the song itself was like not that was not very good yeah um yeah they didn't really commit to it like there's that guitar like like, yeah like that that was fun the mm. and then it kind of backs away from it but yeah I, yeah I like that song as well i think i think this what's interesting about this movie you just made me think about this um with what you're saying before callan about um about that song the olive song about how you know when he's older this will all make sense and how a kid a kid yeah. listening to that song would read it one way and an adult the kid's parents yeah. would read it a different way i think maybe christoph's yeah. song is kind of a little bit similar in more, more in kind of a, a jokey kind of way, but the kid would kind of, I guess, enjoy his song, his funny song with the funny reindeers singing behind him, but the adult would see yeah. the, the Queen reference or something. Like, I yeah. Think yeah, and I think all good kids' movies work at those two levels, yeah. um, where there's just like, you know, jokes in there for the parents and references that the kids obviously aren't going to get yeah but on the whole i thought the songs in this one were like um, so down tempo and and for the most part like they're all kind yeah. of like a downer it seemed less singing maybe yeah. like i just kind of noticed the music less mm. um and it almost like it felt a little bit like a genre shift from being a fairy tale to being a fantasy yeah. um like being more like a classic um, adventure rather than like a folklore, um, which I enjoyed more. I think, yeah, right. like it felt the world the world felt a little bit more lived in. Like there were different races, and there was kind of like politics and um, <sighs> and some you know the mechanics of how the world works, kind of thing. Whereas the first one was very like you know, and then the princess went away for a thousand years, mm. and only true love's kiss, and blah blah blah. <laughs> um, but so, yeah. I feel like even still the end, just like the, those last, it's so confusing what happens in this North Un, what do they call it? No. Nathaldra is the confusing what actually, ha- what's happening there and how. Yeah. And who's calling her? If she's the spirit, then who was calling her? Was it her calling herself? And why did she turn? Like, yeah, that is confusing. But the, the power she seems to be able to pull out of her like bag of tricks it's like she's learning these on the fly, you know, like she throws out this memory, you know, like you said, via Wi-Fi. And it's like, how did she know how to do that? Like, Because water has memory, it? which was Olaf's theory that water holds memory. I think but that's she's what like that shooting that over like, you know, across yeah. to someone. She knows where they are. Like this, she- This movie does have a bit of the like Star Wars thing where it's just like, the powers are just whatever they are, need to be to move yeah. the plot forward. I also kind of like, got a bit of a... Like, oh, yeah, now the force can make you teleport. I, I kind of got the vibe that Elsa had kind of turned into an Avenger in this one. Like, the scene where she's icing yeah. off the fire, she, like, is a lot of Avenger-type moves. And she even does, when she's in the Glacier Palace and she's finding out that she's the the fifth spirit she jumps off this kind of cliff thing and even does like a superhero crouch land mm-hmm. yeah that? I, yeah i thought that was an interesting it did feel like yeah i would my the touch point i thought of was um the x-men um like you know 
the mutants who have the powers and their parents don't kind of understand them and they need to like and there's even like one of the x-men has basically the same powers as elsa um except they're a little bit more he just turns shit to ice he doesn't yeah right what's his name memories that um icy man Ice, icy pop they're getting (laughs) getting lazy over at the (laughs) x-men so did you guys ice boy did you know that this is so the first one was inspired by hans christian anderson story Mm. did you do any research into that i didn't know that it was but you can feel it feels like it is yeah Mm. so um, and and in the second one the young the young king refers to um some new dutch author which I thought was funny. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think he says Danish. Danish, I beg your pardon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but also in the first one, they use those names of the, the, the main characters from the Snow Queen, Kai and Gerda. And it's really full on. Like I listened to a podcast about the Snow Queen and watched a little bit of an animated thing which had Kirsten Dunst in it, of all people. Hmm. Um, and hmm. it's, it's such a... It's it's really a crazy story. Like, What's the original story? So the original story is that there are these two friends, um, Gerda and uh, Kai, and they're in Sweden or somewhere, probably Denmark, probably. Um, and there's this snow queen that exists out in pretty much Utter Holland, which is like this, she's in this ice fortress, which, you know, is somewhere out in the distance. Yeah. And she is obsessed with this mirror where she looks at it at herself, but she also can spy on people. Um, right. And she she pretty much creates all the snow and ice in the world. Um, but she's watching these kids and the the kid Kai says, um, he's, he's, he's just sitting around with Gerda and Gerda's grandmother and says, you know, I could burn her in the, in the fireplace sort of thing. And then the Snow Queen gets so pissed off <laughs> because like the grandmother's telling them a story like, oh, the Snow Queen exists and, and she's like kind of evil and stuff. Um, but the Snow Queen watches it and goes like, yeah, fucking right. And then so the Snow Queen like <laughs> smashes her mirror. It's so like pissed off at this little kid and then like attacks the house and, and she infects. So she br- breaks the mirror up and she like gets a little bit in his eye and also in his heart. And what happens uh-huh. is over time, he loses, like his heart goes cold, which means that he um, he actually just, you know, loses relationships and stuff like that so he starts mm-hmm. to become a real little jerk to gerda but also things that he sees so this mirror actually turns things cold but it also makes things look ugly to him so uh, i think there's right. the cartoon i watched is very abridged but in the book i think maybe it goes in more detail around like he sees like a bouquet of flowers and he's like oh they're all dead so you she know, curses like, him kind of so he's cursed really and then she like lures him away um because he's just, you know, he's this little kid. It's quite easy to lure him away. But Gerda's trying to find him. <laughs> and it, it, it's, it was quite, it's really interesting. Story, you just need a van. It's really easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some candy. But um, so the, all I saw up to was pretty much like Gerda, she goes on this journey to find him. The first person she ends up with is super creepy and says like, come and stay at my place. Just rest your, uh, put your feet up and just have a nap. And she naps for like four months um, because the Snow Queen is most powerful during winter and this woman is like a, a pawn in this whole thing and she's trying to wait. She's trying to like hold her Gerda's journey up 
um, because if she gets there during summer, the Snow Queen's going to be quite weak. So, um, so she holds her there for a few months and it's fall again. So she's like, she's got to get there quickly before the Snow Queen's at the heart of her power. Um, but that's all I sort of watched up to. But really, I think, it, yeah, it's a, quite a... Quite dark. Bit of a quite dark. Mm. Quite dark. It's about they all are those those older fairy tales. Mm. Like when you read the like unsanitized version of them all, it's all about but, kids being eaten. But the thing I like molested because I uh, found out a little bit about the Snow Queen first, and then watching Frozen, I was like, this is a great origin story for actually the Snow Queen in the the old stories because she's really she doesn't fit in at all. And I was like, this is, could be really good. Like, it's probably where the authors were going with, like, it's inspired by, like, maybe as an origin story, but maybe not. You never know. Yeah. yeah. I did like how neither of them had a very... Um, they, they didn't really have a villain so much. Like, they kind of did. There was mm-hmm. that Count guy, but he was a bit useless and not, not really, like, the main villain. Mm-hmm. The villain was more just, like... I don't know. I the guess villain. Elsa was almost the villain. The villain in was inside ways, but... all along. Well, the villain yeah. was like not being accepted, right? Yeah. And yeah, prejudice was the villain. Yeah, and that can lead to like an ice. Also, ice. Most addictive substance. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting to delve into that, but it's not really that related. So yeah. Mm. Mm. Um. Should we rank them up? Let's rank them up. Well, I've already said mine two one yeah. for me. Callan, I think you've I think you've flip, flipped me. I think I thought it was one two, but with your um, spot on observations about the qualities of the second one, I think maybe I prefer the second one. Yeah, I think if I were to rate the songs, it would definitely be one two. Oh, like yeah. the first one definitely has better songs. But I enjoyed the second one more. And I think it was almost like um, the diversity of the setting was just Mm. more interesting. Like all of the first one was basically set in like icy areas. And I just remember like watching um, like for some reason I was watching like the making of Danger Mouse. Did you ever watch that show Danger Mouse when you were a kid? Danger Mouse. (laughs) It was like this really... Yeah, it was like same kind of era, um, British animated show. And I was like watching some making of thing and they're like, we always sent them to Antarctica because icy backgrounds are really cheap to draw. (laughs) (laughs) And it just kind of made me think of that. Like, you know, they kind of cheaped out. I don't think this movie was cheap. (laughs) No, no, I don't think so either. But it felt felt cheaper, the first one. Like it felt less, the scope was just less. Yeah, Um, yeah. And I like appreciated the different mm. settings. I also a liked lot of the characters the one. same as well. I also liked how the second one like did really wrap up the story nicely. Like they work very well together yeah. as two films, I think. And not in an annoying way where they're like, you know, like you know how in Han Solo that the prequel you like find out how he got the ship and how he yeah, chewy. Yeah. It's like I don't care. I don't need to know any yeah. of that stuff. Like it it didn't feel unnecessary. Yeah. Um, what was your ranking call? Uh, not surprising, going against the grain. <laughs> well, I'm going one, two, just because I think one was more like at, for first watching, it like it was so easy to digest. Um, and I think I've just got to give it that credit based on digestibility. You know, it's a kid's film and uh, 
like the second one i think even watching it twice you're probably still gonna go oh what was the the motivation of so many i think it just opened itself up to to so many plot hole yeah i think there were more ideas in the second one that didn't all necessarily land but it it just felt more different don't get me wrong i think it's like a close one too because like for a sequel it's fantastic like it was Mm. like they expanded on the world really well um what sequel did that recently that i thought oh i did anyone see dr sleep no i didn't have topics but i i quite like dr sleep you know just not because it was a good film necessarily like justine didn't like it but when i watched i was like expanded on the world quite well i think frozen 2 did that as well but yeah still going one two yeah you should say watch dr sleep Mm. hmm well, speaking um, of things that we recommend so people go and do. Yeah. <laughs> Some loosely related. <laughs> Recommendations. Recommendations. <laughs> I bet that worked a treat. Maybe that worked. I don't, I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, I've got one, but someone else go first. Jackie, go. Oh, f- uh, give me a second. I had a really good one and I've completely forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll go. Um, so just purely by coincidence, uh, Soph and I have been, you know, as we have been for the last couple of years, uh, watching along week by week with RuPaul's Drag Race, which is like mm. pretty much our favorite show. Um, and the episode that we watched almost directly after watching Frozen 2, um, this week's most current episode, the... Um, lip sync song that they did at the end. So if, you, if you're unfamiliar with the show, essentially um, there's a challenge. Two of the bottom people have to lip sync against each other. Lip sync for your life. Um, and then the the loser goes home. And the song, the theme of the, the fashion challenge and the song were Frozen themed. Um, so the theme was like Frozen Eleganza and the song was Let It Go. So it was just fun to watch Frozen and then 20 minutes later watch some drag queens sing Let It Go. <laughs> or Lip Where can we watch this, Cal? Is it on Netflix or? It's on Stan. It's on Stan. Stan's not that bad. Yeah, it's basically the only reason that we keep Stan is because every time we're like, oh, maybe we'll cancel Stan, they release another season of RuPaul. <laughs> you might need to Ooh, RuPaul UK, you say. Mm. It's probably, yeah. I reckon it's probably free at the moment. So, I reckon they'd be giving away some Stan. Stan? Yeah. Let me have a look. Oh, oh yeah. yeah? I haven't had a trial before. That's a good call. But yeah, there's like, I think this is the 11th or 12th season. Um, if you If you do want to go back and watch it, I would recommend like not doing the thing where you like watch 10 and then 9 and then 8 because at the end of the season they give away who won the previous season right. so mm-hmm. go back and start from the earlier ones and mm-hmm. it and the um, production quality was really terrible until about season 4 yeah, right. so if you are interested mm-hmm. it's fun you can start watching it at season 4 mm-hmm. Jackie you got one? Um, I had two. I had one kind of shit one, one really great one, and I can't remember the great one, so I'm going to give you the less great one. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been really Write good. Write it down, I know, dude. <laughs> I know. Um, so I, it's, I thought it was interesting that we're, um, we're coming back after a number of years coming back to our, our podcast. I feel like <clears throat> this time uh, being sort of stuck inside with not much else going on, people are kind of regressing back to things they used to do, like hobbies they used to do 
which like totally. us that oh, we stopped, yeah. stopped doing because we didn't have any time and now we've got nothing but time. So we're all going back into our old hobbies. Um, oh, yeah. So I've, um, I've gotten back into DJing. Um, oh, and, yeah. Ooh. Um, and I've been putting out, I've, I'm going to try and put out a little, a little mix each week. Um, and they're all themed. So they're called the work from home mixes. Wait a minute. Is this loosely related recommendation yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I recommend. <laughs> Your new DJ. Uh, yeah. I recommend you go to mixcloud.com forward slash prenup, P-R-E-N-U-P, and check out um, DJ Prenup's work from home mixes. If you're after That's some... So if you're DJ after some, Prenup. If you're after some... What does your fiance think of Holla. that? DJ name? Holla, we want Prenup. That's so good. Um. So yeah, if you if you're looking for some bangers for your um your kitchen table dance parties, I recommend mixcloud.com forward slash prenup. I am looking for some bangers. Well, I've got that. What was that link? I might look it up now. Get get on it now. Mixcloud.com yeah. forward slash prenup. P R E N U P. P R E N. P R P R E. This is great. Prenup. P R E N U P. Gotcha. Hello, we want prenup. Nice. So, what app do you use? Do you use like a program? Uh, I'm using Serato DJ, um, and I've got a got a little Dex controller thing that I use. Awesome. Mm. It's funny you say that. Like everyone's going back to what they they used to do it's so true i bought a sewing machine the other day like weeks ago i was like i want to learn how to sew mm. but now everyone's locked down i'm like fuck that i just want to go back to what i used to do <laughs> which is stuff i'm good at and i'm playing more video games obviously and i pulled out the so this is my recommendation pulled out the nintendo 3ds um uh, didn't you sell that? the titles hey didn't you sell that you were selling you it. You selling that well, on an episode a couple okay, of years so ago? I sold one. <laughs> I sold one when I was back in Melbourne. It got a yeah, great yeah. price for it. And then I bought one in Sydney for 60 bucks. So I was selling it for $60. So I'm pretty sure I sold one for like 180 or 200 I love that you you sold it and then used the profit to go buy another one. Well, I got into Zelda when I came to Sydney. Right. Um, which, you know, I never had played them before. But I played, it was like a... I'd link to the past, which I think is like the classic Zelda game. Yeah. And there's a game that is set in the same, pretty much all the same map, uh, but it's very much like a throwback remix. Uh, yeah. Um, is a link between worlds. So th- the reason I'm recommending it, or the, the the loose recommendation or connection, is there's an ice rod in it, and uh, there's like an ice level, and so there's a whole area that's like very frozen um, esque. There's my connection it's a no, it's a great game um but yeah the, i mean it's one of those games that just all the zelda games except for the first two i think hold the test of time and that you don't need these top-notch graphics to enjoy um some great some great gameplay yeah <laughs> did they ever release those on switch um i think you can get i think you can get pretty much anything on switch now right the way back to the original nintendo i think um, there's a there's still a bunch of stuff that like from the Wii days and and yeah, like you can get the really old stuff, Nintendo and Super Nintendo, but I don't know if there's much other stuff on there. I yeah. Probably not because actually I don't I don't think the three D S stuff can come to Switch because you need those two screens. Like you d- you do need them 
really is like functionally you, you kind of need it you probably get around it other ways but um yeah they're probably it's still an active platform you know they haven't retired the platform they're still releasing titles on it as well so yeah that's true um, so yeah probably not but guys 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 just... guys i know we're wrapping up but i've remembered my other recommendation mm-hmm. It's the not as good I, one. That, that, no, this is this, 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 <laughs> no, this is the good one. one. This is the good one. This is ah. the good one. Um, seems like it seems like something you guys might already be on. But have you seen Uncut Gems, the Sandler movie? Oh, not yet. No, oh. I haven't because it's got Adam Sandler. It's so it's <laughs> real it good. Ice? It's real good. Yeah, and he it's plays like, a, cool. he plays a diamond dealer, and diamonds are sometimes referred to as ice. Nice. But yeah, it's got Sandler in it. But he's like unrecognizable. It's really good. Mm. All right, I, I, I it's really stressful. That. It's so stressful, but it's really, really good. Who who directed that? Um, there, it was two guys whose names I can't remember, and they made another movie that's on Netflix called Good Time, which I haven't seen. Which is meant to be. Oh, kind of did semi- they make Good Time? Yeah, Good Time is so stressful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. it's good. I liked it. Mm. Sophie hated it. Right. She's like, "Why did you make me watch such a stressful movie?" Because yeah. it is basically just a series of scenes that mm. are like escalating. Yeah, well, it's kind um, of like, and Robert Pattinson playing this dirtbag. Yeah, kind of like uncut. I haven't seen Good Time, but Uncut Gems is kind of similar. But um, Sandler is yep. so great in it that like you, it's stressful, but you, you, he keeps fucking up, but you're still like rooting for him, even though he's kind of shitty but kind of lovable. And mm. yeah, it's real good. And I really liked how I how I could listen relate it. So I'm glad I remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congratulations on that. Thanks. That sounds well done. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that brings us to um, the end. So did we? Well, did we decide who's picking the next? Oh no, we did have a ch- we did have a chat about it. How did you feel about that recommendation? I mean, that uh, suggestion, Callan. Yeah, I'm happy to go with that one. Yeah. Unless, yeah. So it was. Yeah, 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 yep. The cookie and the spooky, the jukey and the lukey. Adam's family. So yeah, there's three films. It's Adam's family, the values, and then reunion. And there's also that cartoon version that's just come out as well. Yeah, do we? Are we including the? I think, cartoon, I think we did the, the, the original live action ones. Yeah. Okay. I got a lot of spare time, so I may watch the cartoon version. Yeah, right. <laughs> you may watch all the movies <laughs> twice for some reason. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, this was good. Yeah. It was nice to e- see you guys yeah, again. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, too we'll bad that Alex wasn't able to get his bandwidth together. Maybe we could um, all like we could meet in a we can meet up like in a park and all sit two meters away from each other and exercise while we <laughs> chat to each other. <laughs> yeah, there was like an ep- episode of like I think it was Freakonomics podcast mm. that did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded in a park. Um, but yeah, I I don't have much on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still in Sydney and I can't come to Victoria. Um, yeah, without right. going into proper isolation for 14 days. So. Is that true? Even domestic flights, you need to do that? I think it's interstate now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, so anyway. stay safe, guys, and stay safe uh, to all you franchise with that listeners. Um, sorry, it's been so long. We've really missed you. 
<laughs> like, comment, and subscribe again. Yeah. <laughs> Re- resubscribe. I don't know how you comment on a podcast, but just comment to yourself while you're listening. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh wow. Uh, All right. Well, until next time, I've been Jack. I've right. been Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so Fuck this shit. I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye.